Yes Have Some podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations, your one-stop shop for all of your proton pack building needs. If you're in the market for a proton pack, head to carnivoruscreations.com. That's carnivorous with a K. You're going to find aluminum motherboards, resin parts, fiberglass shells, and a whole lot more. Find them on Facebook at Carnivorous Creations or head straight to carnivoruscreations.com. Remember carnivorous with a K and get started on an authentic screen accurate proton pack. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. We got one! It's time for another episode of Yes, Have Some Podcast. Look at him in really bad shape. Come on, please. Please. Your weekly pop culture therapy session. Give me, give me, give me. I need, I need. Subscribe on iTunes by searching for Yes Have Some in the iTunes store or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash yeshavesomecast. Sick vandalism. That is a deliberate mutilation of a public service message. And now, hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed with your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. We're mutants. There's something wrong with us. Something very, very wrong with us. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 51 of Yes, Have Some Podcast. Hey. I'm already laughing. Uh, once again, we're having inappropriate conversations just before coming on the air. Uh, and I say coming on the air like we couldn't stop and start 15 times if we wanted to, but we're not going to. We like to stop and start. We stop and then we start. So Yes, Have Some <laughs> Podcast, episode 51. My name is Craig Goldberg. I am here with Jacob Walsh. Yo. And Abigail Gardner. What's up, guys? Uh, how are you, folks? Well, I'm good. It feels like Christmas Day for me. Uh, how about you, Jake? The terror, which would not end <laughs> yes. for another 28 years, yes. if it ever did end, began, so far as I know or can tell, with a boat made from a sheet of newspaper floating down a gutter swollen with rain. And so did the fucking trailer, goddammit, which is amazing. <laughs> and thank you to everyone Thank you, Jake, for reading that, because that was very appropriate, and it I is, appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, I didn't even know you owned Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love those kids. Uh, they're good. They're good. They're Just imagine, wait, if you substituted the three, four, whatever kids from Chronicles of Narnia and put, them, and put them in it, how would they do? Not so good. Well, not no, like the kids from... Dead. Dude, yeah. Lucy's got like her little vial of whatever that droplet stuff is, couldn't do <laughs> shit. I think that Peter had like a sword. <clears throat> I don't think. What does Susan have? Like, like a bow and arrow? Does, it, does anyone read these besides me? I don't, I don't I just, know. <laughs> my my, uh, my parents didn't force me to read those. They didn't I was, force uh, that upon you. Oh, no. dude, I read those so many I mean, times. We I watched the, the BBC the movie, movies yeah. too. Uh, yeah, the movie's not very good. I feel like I haven't gone back and read those since I was probably like I don't know, like a teenager. Uh, it's probably not as good. In, it's as definitely a revisit, not good. Yeah. Nah. After reading Stephen King, I'm like, oh my god, like this fills in all the blanks that my imagination <laughs> was going to when I like would read stuff that wasn't as messed up as I wanted it to be. So. I mean, even let, forget Stephen King. If you read Tolkien, like that's much better. Wait, I'm acting like I read these books. I've been told. <laughs> I've been told. I read these books. Okay, so and then we talk about. Them. Uh, before we move on, Tolkien's much better than C.S. Lewis. Yes. Yeah. 
Why? Sure. Because, well, C.S. Lewis wouldn't have had his world without Tolkien's assistance, because Tolkien is, like, the creator of orcs and Middle-earth and, like, uh, fucking elves and all that shit. Like, without him, well, him and Lewis used to be friends, and they would, like, sit and talk and stuff, and I'm pretty sure that Tolkien urged Lewis to write. Um, and good for him, and good for both of them, but I think that C.S. Lewis wouldn't have had the framework to work within, like, without Tolkien. So mm-hmm. I, I just give him... Like, mad props. Mad so, props, yeah. Tolkien, if you're listening. <laughs> if you're listening, man. Come it's on just, the show. Yeah. How um, do you feel about the new movie? Send us some copies of your books. <laughs> yeah. we'll First editions them. only. Oh. Um, <laughs> could you sign them? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and to C.S. Lewis. No, I have nothing to Dr. C. Was he a doctor? <laughs> I'm not Oof, sure. We could probably look it up, but I don't care. So yeah. anyways, uh, let's see. Episode 51. Here we are. Thank you uh, to everybody who checked us out last week for episode 50. Um, if you've been on the Facebook page, I should say this right off the top, uh, facebook.com slash cast. We are running uh, kind of a big contest, right? It's mm. our, our – like we've yeah. done – It's huge. We, it's huge. We've done small giveaways, uh, but we heard uh, – America's going to be great again, and we decided to participate in the greatness of America by giving away a Ghostbusters Lego firehouse. This is the real deal. Mm-hmm. This Whoa. will not be... It's real. This is not going to be a knockoff. This is not going to be, uh, like, uh, uh, I don't know. Out you're going to get your package. Yeah, you're going to get, yeah, you're gonna get That's it. That's what we're saying. <laughs> it's going to be new. It's not a used item or anything like that. So um, thank you. Uh, the participation... Complete mitten package, yeah. yeah. Uh, the participation so far has been, I don't want to use the word overwhelming, but... Uh, Stressful. A lot of people have entered this contest. So <laughs> I think cool. we had over a thousand entries on our first day. Uh, and we're going to be running this contest all month. And all you have to do is like the uh, any of the posts that we make about the contest. We'll make a few as uh, the month goes on or going into April. Um, like, share, comment on those posts. Uh, inter- basically, if you interact with any of the contest posts on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram... Leave your autobiography. Yeah, there you go. So that's cool. Uh, you will be entered, and we'll be choosing a, a winner uh, at the beginning of May. So thank you so much. Dude, I got a question. Yeah. Um, so can I enter it? <laughs> um, Am I allowed? That's a like, good I'm question, Jay. of whoever's going to win this, because like, I don't even own one of these things. They're I amazing. I almost entered. And... I- uh, I mean, I, Jake, I'm not going to lie. I, I uh, you know, we could pull some strings and maybe we pull can, some strings. It's a little inside maybe. job here, like an Ocean's cool. Eleven type thing. It's like when your parents bring Christmas presents home that they're wrapping for, like, your cousins or for, like, some other kids at church. And it's, like, totally mm-hmm. unfair because you want them to be yours. Do, yeah. wait, tell the story. Well, that just happened, like, every single year. There would be, like, benefits <laughs> or charities that we would, like, go toy shopping and, like, Toys R Us for. And it was, like... It was, like, fun, but, like, very sad at the same time because these weren't going to be my toys. Um, But good for, you know, charity and stuff, right? You have a cousin named Charity? No. (laughs) This is just, like, kids at church that needed it, so. Well, have I told you guys my – I don't know if I've ever told this story on the um, podcast, my Secret Santa story from Cub Scouts. Oh, now i got to hear it. Do tell. So basically, long story short, there's a big secret Santa for all the, like, not just my Cub Scout group, but, like, all the Cub Scouts in our region or whatever. Mm -hmm. So a couple hundred kids, everybody brought a random present. They had a Santa Claus on stage, which was being portrayed by my own stepfather. Oh, Uh, so so that's good. Right off the bat, I'm taking, like, uh, some of the the wonder and mystery of Christmas 
uh, because uh, that's not Santa. It's my yeah, stepdad. For everyone wondering, he looks just like Billy Bob Thornton in Bad Santa. Just, yeah, that's the, kind of a visual. Yeah, and actually, his uh, demeanor was similar to Billy Look, Bob Thornton. Yes, I'm not going to say. No, I'm not. I'm not going to say. We're not going to go there. Whiskey's a hell of a drug. It's um, <laughs> but anyway, so God, did it just get so real? It just got really okay. real. Yeah. But what'd um, you get? Well, so we brought some like Ninja Turtles action figures. Every family brought one gift, and it was kind of a randomized thing, all put into a satchel. You go up, you sit on Santa's lap, you get your gift. And I'm watching kid after kid after kid, Ninja Turtles figures, Crash Test Dummies figures, Ghostbusters figures. Not I'm, fair. I'm licking my lips. I'm thinking, this is going to be a good day for me. What's next? Yeah. They call my name. I walk on stage. I my hand. I'm prepared for whatever it is. As long as it's a toy, as long as I'm getting an action figure, I'm going to be good to go. I sit down on Santa's lap. Also, my stepdad. Uh, <laughs> I sit down on my stepdad's lap. He pulls out the randomized gift, hands it to me, and I was the recipient of a brand new Christmas coloring book. No. Wow. What was it from? Nothing. Kmart. Just, Nothing. just like, but just God. Christmas themed. Just like Mother like Goose. Themed all that coloring bullshit. Book. I took it. Wow. I stood up. I began to cry. I walked to my seat and I cried for the rest of the event. Yeah, yeah I would too. I would too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one part I left out. I was 19 years old, <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I just he's really one of those crash test dummies. I really wanted some crash test dummies action figures. It's understandable. Uh, so, uh, how did I get started on that story? Contest, prizes, toys. I don't know. We're giving away a Lego Ghostbusters Better set. Better than a coloring book. Uh, you will not be getting a... Maybe we'll throw in a coloring book. Just it'll, We do have a really sure. nice, minty, real Ghostbusters coloring book that I picked up on our trip in Nebraska. So yes. that's not going to be given away. I'm just going to away. have that. Yes. And I wanted to let you guys know that <laughs> maybe, I have it. Maybe we'll photocopy some pages and we'll, and we'll throw those in there. Yeah. Maybe right. I'll post a picture of it. And you probably not, though. Probably, probably you're just going to get the firehouse. Just yeah. To, yeah. Probably. You know. Yeah. That's it. Don't be greedy. It's expensive. Um, and I would uh, I would like to thank um, Ray Esposito uh, mm-hmm. from GB Universe News, uh, one of our absolute favorite fan pages on uh, Facebook. Uh, make sure you check them out. He gave away a Lego Firehouse a couple months ago, um, and it was really successful for him. And I didn't want to just copy him, but I was like, I'm going to. But we to. just copied him. Um, but I did <laughs> ask him first. I said, Ray, I want to do what you did. Yeah. I want to do what you do. I want to be like that. Uh, and he was like absolutely go for it and uh we really like that so check out ghostbusters universe news on facebook uh and we give really them like ray esposito he's awesome he's a very good guy very cool dude one of the best mm-hmm. um you know within fandoms you've got great people and then you've got not so great people and then you've got ray esposito who's like on the on the, he's top. the heart of the ghostbusters fan universe is he yeah yeah i like that ray. I so, yeah. shout so, out to ray thank you um so there i there, said thank you <laughs> thank you thank you uh, and maybe he'll enter. Maybe he'll win. Hey, maybe he'll win. <laughs> He's going to hey. break even. It's his turn. It's not his contest. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. So, yeah, we'll be running that through uh, May 1st. And cool. So uh, what else, guys? We had a bunch of trailers come out this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get to any of that talk, though, I do want to say we have Star Wars Celebration coming up. Mm-hmm. What's coming the up feeling? Soon. Ooh, I'm weeks so away. stressed. You stressed? You excited? Yeah, there's been these announcements coming out today and this week that are just increasingly stressful. Deciding on who I want to get photographs and autographs from and how I'm going to stay in line, if I'm going to wait in line, how many people I need to acquire in order to wait in line to get to some of these panels and, like, just how we're going to do the whole thing. Because apparently, like, the shuttles from our hotel leave at, like, 5 in the morning. For... Well, they're going to have shuttles going all day. Yeah, so it's we're crazy. We're going to get there early. 
We're not going to sleep. We're it's going to be gonna a lot sleep. of pizza. Uh, oh, I love pizza. And, Me too. And Jake, we were looking. So it looks like Friday, um, you know, the Star Wars celebration starts Thursday, but like most mm-hmm. conventions that start on a Thursday, the real action doesn't really start till Friday. Um, right. So we're going to be there Friday. Friday's the big day. Friday's the last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's the day. They're going to be in, you know, they haven't guaranteed it, but we're going to be getting that first trailer. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get some footage. Uh, Kathy Kennedy's going to be there. Ryan Johnson's going to be there. It was announced today. Mark Hamill's going to be there all weekend. He's doing a couple panels. He's doing a special tribute to Carrie Fisher. Um, we've got a lot of friends going. We're going to be doing some Facebook Live, some YouTube, some podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, because we've done so much already this year, it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't want to be underprepared, but I, I have a really f- good feeling that it's going to be an awesome event. I'm really yeah. excited. We're about loose. It. We're going yeah, in sure. without mm-hmm. like much expectation, so I think we're going to be blown away. I've never been to Celebration. Or I've never I. actually been, like, we go to Dragon Con every year, which is a big con, and then we go to other smaller conventions, so Star Wars Celebration is probably bigger than Dragon Con. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I was listening to uh, the guys from Rebel Force Radio today on my walk, just to kind of get geared up for it, and put me in the mood for sure. Um, it's not like my fandom, like my number one fandom, I don't know the Star Wars universe as well as maybe Ghostbusters, um, but I'm just really excited, because I fucking love so many aspects of it, and I'm really excited to be immersed in it and to be... It's a lot showier and more glamorous, and, like, you have more access to, uh, I guess, people that are, people that are higher up within the, um, you know, the creative part of it. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be really cool to see those people talking. And they'll right? have, like I said, Ryan Johnson's going to be there, uh, who's directing mm-hmm. uh, Episode Eight, and... Um, a lot of voice actors, a lot of the main cast, and uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just really really excited. And uh, we were talking about uh, before the episode started about Mark Hamill being there and how like you know he's done a lot of conventions and stuff, but like as he gets older and with this resurgence with like Force Awakens and into the the next two in the trilogy, like that's a big name. Like yeah. that is the that is that is the guy. So hopefully yeah. we'll get a chance to I don't know maybe what if we get him on the show. That would be amazing. Right. That would be cool, yeah. I will well, dedicate most of the weekend to making that happen. So. I love Mark Hamill. It's cool because he's a collector. Like, he mm-hmm. is, he's not unlike you and I. I would say Harrison Ford is definitely unlike you and Dude, I. Dude, he is not at all like <laughs> us. But uh, Mark Hamill could totally hang out. I and, feel like Mark Hamill's cut from the same uh, Jedi robe cloth. Yeah. You like what I did The swatch, yeah, I like it. Um, that was good, yeah. It's cute. But, uh, it's like gray. So... If we were going to get something signed by a Mr. Mark Hamill, what would it be? Uh, I mean, I would probably, like you mentioned this before the show, I'd probably get my X-Wing helmet signed. Oh, yeah. I'd probably get my Anakin Skywalker mouse pad (laughs) signed by him because I have it. And it's, you know, already got some pen marks on it. Your episode one, Anakin? Uh uh-huh. This is, (laughs) hi, Luke. This is your grandfather, I mean your father as a child. Uh... Would you sign it this mouse Makes no sense, pad? but it's what I want. Um, okay. That, I don't know. I don't really have a lot of Luke Skywalker stuff. Um, so. I think maybe maybe I'll bring my uh, Pazuzu statue. That's a good idea. <laughs> Get that signed. Oh, yeah. God well. The What's past. the Pazuzu statue of the Mark Hamill like universe? Like, What is he not signing? Like oh, a boy. Jay and Silent Bob cockknocker action figure? <laughs> I guarantee you he will sign that. Oh, yeah. He loves Gladly. it. Gladly. Like, he is great. Like, have you <laughs> You guys like my new yeah, that was really good. <laughs> I thought he was he, here. I don't know if you've ever looked, but uh, sometimes you, you can find online where he used to sign like really funny things oh, on yeah. uh, 
Like, he's into it, man. I think he'll sign whatever you got. He is into it. What I really love about Mark Hamill is that, like, he's very big on, like, legitimate autographs. And, like, he kind of, like, he kind of goes up against, like, uh, the forged signatures. And any uh-huh. if people tweet him, like, an autograph of his and they're like, is this real? He'll confirm or deny if you have an authentic autograph. That's um, And he's really close with the fans. And, I, I don't, you know, it's going to be hard to get into some of these panels, but hopefully they'll be streaming them because I really do want to see uh, – his tribute to Carrie Fisher, I think yeah. that's going to be really cool. We'll go to an overflow room. Yeah. That sounds good. Sounds we'll see good. it. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be talking more about Star Wars Celebration coming up. And uh, like I said, we had trailers out this week. We had the – real quick, because I know we want to get to the, the It trailer and all that stuff. But um, And the Justice League trailer. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's what we're yeah. here for, guys. Let's be honest. Justice League trailer, Spider-Man trailer. We all saw <laughs> any, any uh, high-level overview thoughts. Um, Justice League trailer, who gives a shit? Uh, Spider-Man looks good. Like, I've always liked Mm Spider-Man, but I'm also, I wasn't, like, overwhelmed by it. I was like, oh, cool, it'd be another Marvel movie. Right. You know? I don't know. They're all the the same. They're all kind of interchangeable at this point, and I'm sure they're going to be good, but whatever. I was, like, too focused on waiting on the It trailer to care about anything else this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spider- was, yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man looks fun. Um, Michael Keaton will probably be awesome. Uh, the dude, Tom Holland, he's playing Spider-Man. He, he was great in uh, uh, Civil War. And yeah, like I think I think it's going to be a better than average Marvel movie, but not expecting them to break a whole lot of new ground. Um, right. Right. But it looks like fun, which is kind of all you want out of it. Tom mm-hmm. Holland looks really likable yeah. and the interactions are funny. So, yeah. I'm excited um, for it. It definitely looks better than uh, Justice League. That's for God, sure. I just, like Jake said, who cares at this point? It's like such a slow, long open to all those trailers, like, coming from DC. It just doesn't, you just, you, you lose interest so quickly. Um, and, yeah, Aquaman just, like, he looks like he's in a shampoo commercial all the time. Like, there's just a lot of, like, <laughs> slow shaking of the hair. Um, so, yeah, it's, I, we'll see. I would like, I expect, I want something great out of Wonder Woman, but I've just, basing it off of Batman v Superman, like, I don't know what I can really expect, realistically. Yeah, Yeah. and I'm just, at this point, like, I'm convinced Ben Affleck's not a great Batman. I think I hate Ben Affleck. Like, I really (laughs) just... I'm so sad, because I... I don't like seeing him. Like, I I have, like, a bad reaction to him. Yeah, it's just weird, and, like, by the time any of these Warner Brothers DC movies do something, like, that's good or interesting, it's going to be too little too late. Like, Well, I wonder if, like, I wonder if your thing with Ben Affleck is, I wonder if some of the problem is him coming out and talking about how much he doesn't want to do it anymore. Right. And, like, you know, he was, like, trying to get out of it completely. And, like, that kind of taints your movie. And yeah. it taints, like, even though this movie was probably, you know, already completely filmed by, by the time that news came out that he's trying to get out of the contract. Yeah. Uh, right. He, knowing that the actor hates it, mm-hmm. like, how can you enjoy it? Right. Like, yeah, I just don't, um, I just don't, like, I, I don't care. I mean, we're going to see it uh, because it'll be like, the thing is, if it's a train wreck, it'll be like awesome to watch because we'll be able yeah. to like make fun of it it's like always a i feel like those movies are really stunning to look at so it'll be a very beautiful and attractive and well-filtered well-shot train wreck so i'll watch it <laughs> right like if Zack snyder organ organized and orchestrated a train wreck right that's what this, 
Oh, it's like the yeah. best looking he's, train wreck you've ever seen. But the, the trailer, I, I think he's done that about three times in a row at this yeah, point. It doesn't yeah, and people look are so quite cool, right. It doesn't look quite as bleak as Batman v Superman, um, but it's uh, Cyborg. I, I listen. Ooh. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to comment. Oof. It's Ooh. when you when you talk about CGI this early, like we saw it with Ghostbusters and other movies. You don't really want to judge uh, yeah. the CGI till the final product, but just. From what I saw in Batman v Superman in this trailer, like I don't know much about Cyborg, but I could not be less interested in a in a character on screen. And I feel uh, like, yeah, go continue. Ahead. No, go, go ahead, ahead, Jake. You're going on Cyborg, so go for I was, it. I was just gonna say I agree. I don't know much about that character either, and I'm not. I am gonna talk shit about that CGI because if it, you can't it. use, you can't. I don't want to hear the excuse of like, oh, well, it's not finished yet then don't fucking put it in your trailer. If it looks like shit and you know it, don't put it in there. And yeah. it does look like shit. It looks like a video game. It looks stupid. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I agree. It's uncomfortable to look at. That's the bad kind of train wreck. Um, I just feel like the relationship between Batman and Flash or the Flash, which one is it? I'm not sure. Um, I feel like that's <laughs> trying to do whatever's happening between Iron Man and Spider-Man in the new Spider-Man movie, which is like obviously the chemistry is there between uh, Tom Holland and uh, Robert Downey, Robert Downey uh, Jr. <laughs> but with this movie, with Justice League, the dialogue seems forced and it's just none of the jokes ever take off like they don't land land. it's yeah it's um yeah it's i'm just saying it's again dc trying to do something that marvel does well so right and they're just they're so they're like doubling down hey mad props to wb that like they're like we don't give a fuck we made suicide squad it was awful until one of these movies tanks we're gonna keep getting them yeah exactly that's exactly what because they're making a lot of money uh so we'll we'll, we're gonna go see it how oh, they're going to get our money for sure. I'll probably see it twice. <laughs> they got my money already. Yeah. Yeah. In the trailer, there's this really weird cut, like in all the action, where it just cuts to like Cyborg playing football. Oh, Did you guys yeah. see that? That was so weird. What was that? Oh, I don't like. I don't know. It was always kind of weird in the Dark Knight Rises trailer with that it started at well, a football Well, that's what comic game. book fans want. <laughs> they football. want some sporting so. events. They want some sports in their comic awesome book But this is like in the middle of an action montage, and it's like, look, football. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of weird. Uh, uh, so yeah, but not, then like it's like mass destruction, right? Now I read a quote. James Gunn came out this week and said that, uh, according to him, the Thor Ragnarok trailer is the best Marvel trailer that has ever been made. It's not excluding out. his. No, he said including his. Whoa, uh, I think so. Uh, but does it have Baby Groot? You know, like maybe, like yeah, the, maybe. <laughs> what if he's in there? That'd be cool. Oh, I like the, in I like the Thor movies, and they're I they seem to be going it. a little crazy uh, with the new one. Yeah. yeah, but it looks like what they're trying. Like, are you guys familiar with World War Hulk? A little bit, yeah. Mm. Uh, so it was just like a little one-off comic series they did, and I read it years ago, and it's it's pretty amazing, and like. Uh, basically the plot is that the Avengers get together and they're like, Hey, we got to get rid of the whole, like he's too unstable. We got to figure out a way to get rid of him." So they put him, they trick him, put him on a ship and they send him into space. And he's supposed to land like on, you know, uh, a good planet. Something happens. He lands on this fucking planet where he's forced into like slavery and he's forced to fight other creatures right and it looks a lot like they're kind of taking that idea and putting it in this thor movie because 
from from the pictures, there are already pictures of like the Hulk in that kind of gear. Mm. You know, they they've already said that. You know, it's it's going to be like an arena type deal. So I think they're kind of merging because you know they they've always talked about how they're not going to make a Hulk movie. Like right. so they they've already done it twice. Yeah. Uh, but a I lot want of a Hulk were, TV show with Mark Ruffalo, just kind of like an awkward like IT guy. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. But I could get into that. But when he turns into the Hulk, they just get Lou Ferrigno to come back. Yes. <laughs> yes. To Quick keep switch. the cost down. Hey, television's the Hulk. I'd watch that. Uh, yeah, why not? That's cool. Uh, no, Lou Ferrigno's going to be busy at every convention in America. <laughs> He's very busy. I've yeah. seen him. He's like, yeah, I'll sign that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll be waiting on that Thor trailer. Spider-Man will probably be fun. Oh, they uh, Some news came out this week. They said after the sequel to Amazing Spider-Man uh, that Spider-Man will no longer be part of the MCU, uh, which is weird, so maybe... He's not that character is not going to be in the Marvel movies or the you know the MCU movies for a long time. Uh, but they Weird. announced you know Sony's mm. developing separate of all that a Venom standalone movie. I was say, like, yeah. What about Spider Gwen or other well, characters? Yeah, but that? they announced this week that Venom's going to be a, like a rated R, like a violent movie. It would. Um, I, I, that would be cool. You know, I was uh, I was talking to our good friend John Yurkarba about that. Like Venom is a weird. Uh, he's like a tricky character because he is super violent and and it's weird that they would make a movie that's just that character without right. Spider-Man in it. Right. And I feel like the only way it would work – because, I mean, he's this alien who attaches himself to a host and he's not a good guy in any kind of way. So I think it makes sense that they would make it a horror movie, but if it's going to tie in to – I mean, I guess you said it's not related to, like, the Spider-Man films they're making. Um, that would just be a weird tone yeah. difference. You I know? think it's all going to change once Spider-Man comes out and makes, like, $2 billion. Sony's going to be like, no, 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 Spider-Man, MCU for life. Let's do it. Can we get right. the Ghostbusters in the MCU? What else can we throw in there? Oh, let's just throw them in. I would be okay with that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we'll see. So lots of superhero movies coming out. We'll keep... Uh, Keep an eye out for those trailers and keep talking about them. And I'm sure we'll be, you know, as the months go by, we'll have Comic-Con coming up and we'll uh, we'll see more and more stuff. Um, and they're filming right now in Atlanta. They're filming Avengers, uh, Infinity War, and Black Panther are both filming in mm-hmm. Atlanta right now. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot going on. Yep. Um, you guys want to talk about some stress? Yeah, I'm stressed. Let's do it. Oh, I've been stressed all day. Okay. Look at all the stress. Is this some radical new therapy? Why don't you do something with your life? <laughs> now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. Jacob Walsh. Yeah, man. What, are you stressed or something? I'm a little <laughs> stressed. Um, so, we, you know, we've talked about uh, Chronicle Collectibles on here a lot. And um, I did order, you know, they, they have the Jurassic Park license. They're doing a lot of really great stuff with Jurassic Park. Um, my favorite thing that they've made so far is what they call the Breakout Rex. Right. And it, it is a statue of the T-Rex, like, stepping out of the fence for the first time. It's got, like, the broken fence behind her. It, it's, it, it's a really nice piece. So those have started shipping. Okay. Uh, I think I have like one payment left, and then oh, I'll, you did I'll the payment plan my, through Chronicle. Got to do that. Payment you got to, yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing that's stressing me out is that a couple pictures have been floating around, like on Instagram, of 
I now it's weird because it's like the pictures aren't attached to like any single person. Uh huh. But mm-hmm. a lot of pages are like, hey, this is a picture of the breakout Rex that's being sent out, and it is a picture of the breakout Rex, but the paint job on it is like, I mean, it looks awful. It yeah. looks like. I mean, it's yeah. awful. It looks like what you would buy at like a Walmart, and and people are freaking out about it because they're like, if this is what I get sent, like this this thing was a lot of money, and it looks ugly. And you know, like with figures and toys, the sculpt can be amazing, but if the paint looks bad, it doesn't look like that thing anymore. Right. And right. It just looks crazy bad, and there's pictures of it from different angles. There's one guy on Instagram who does, like, uh, his whole thing is that he does, like, a lot of repaints of dinosaur toys and Jurassic Park toys. And he has posted, like, hey, if you get a breakout Rex and it looks like this, I will paint it for you for free. Just pay shipping, right. you know? Like, it's that – It's people are freaking out about it, and – it's stressing me out so bad that I'm going to get this thing and the paint job's going to be bad. But yeah. I also like, uh, you know, Chronicle Collectibles is a good company. They put out a lot of great stuff. Right. I've seen some of their stuff in person. It's all looked amazing. Um, there's, I, I kind of, it's like you don't want to believe that that's an actual product that got shipped out. And maybe it's not. And the thing that makes me think maybe it's not is that nobody has come out and been like, hey, this is mine. Like, this is – here's a picture of mine. Look how bad it looks. It's just other people being like, hey, here's a picture of one that got sent out. So maybe it was an early test model and someone's just taking it and run with it or something. Mm-hmm. But um, Chronicle did make a post. It might have even been today. And they were, and it was a picture of like three of the Rexes, and they're like, "Hey, here's three of our Rexes that are going out, and they all look they all look amazing." Yeah. Okay. So they, I mean, they look perfect. You know, that's there's comforting. No, right? There's no issue with them. Yeah, it's comforting, but it's just so stressful that these pictures have been have been going around for a couple of days. Right. And I, and I'm just like, there's no way I paid for this kind of a pay right. job. Right. Well, it's like the wonky eyed Aaron Gilbert. You're like, <laughs> wait, no, I don't want that. Uh, but a little bit different. Yeah, you're, there's they're... a payment plan. <laughs> and it's no like, one was on a payment plan for their nineteen dollar. Uh, no. Aaron Gilbert <laughs> and it, yes, because that was on. Clearance. So I'm looking at the picture right now on Instagram, Jake, and uh, the the one on the bottom, the the bottom comparison image, like the paint job is weird. One of the comments says, "Hey, that looks like the Predator skin tone." Um, right. It's like got weird. Like, so we're all familiar with the T Rex from Jurassic Park. It's almost like kind of like a warm brown kind of color. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and this is almost like a greenish yellow paint job. It's yeah. very yellow, and it's almost like it almost looks like it's also polka dotted. Like the speckling's really bad on it, and it yeah. just it right. Ooh, it's awful. It's not yeah. as sporadically placed or whatever as it needs so, to be. Looks well, we're going to give Chronicle because we do really love Chronicle. We're going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, For sure. Yeah. Yeah, we love you guys. Uh, this is in no way me like calling out Chronicle Collectibles because I everything I've seen by them, I've been like floored by. And right. all this Jurassic Park stuff just looks amazing. And I've, I've been like sitting here thinking like, okay, so when this Rex comes in, um, what am I buying next? Like, what, what's the right. next thing going to be? Uh, nothing on them. Everything I've seen has been great. It's just stressful to see people saying, like, hey, this is this is one of the products, you know? Yeah. Right. And here's the th- when you're buying a product like this that are that are, is going to be hand-painted, there, there's always the chance you're going to see some variation. Um, 
but it should look like what what was advertised. So mm-hmm. we'll uh, we'll keep an eye out for that. Jake, you'll be getting it soon, and we'll know soon enough as more people start to get yeah, theirs. Yeah, for sure. We'll we'll do yeah. a little video about it or something. That sounds good. I'm eager to see that. Do a box break and get the color. You know, get a close up on that. So very cool. Very yeah, I'm cool. hoping it turns out. I think it will. Um, yeah. Cool, cool. What else you got going on, Jake? Hey, uh, that is pretty much besides. Something we're going to get into. Main core that stress? Yeah, yeah, main core stress is mostly is that my deal. No! Whoa, hey, yeah, that's true. Oh, cool. There you go. Craig. Uh, hey. I've got stress. I also you got have some stress. stress. There you go. Talk uh, to us. I also have some toy stress, and I won't uh, focus on this too long because uh, I know we want to get to the main meats and potatoes of our conversation. Uh, but I've brought it up a million times these NECA Ninja Turtles are going to be the death of me <laughs> um, so long story short I've got the Donatello and Raphael on pre-order uh, from Entertainment Earth they were supposed to ship in February that was moved to March I just checked Entertainment Earth and the arrival date is now May 2017 on both of those figures here's where my stress comes in the Leonardo is also being released for the first time in May I'm going to end up buying the first three or four figures in one month, and yeah. they're expensive, and I'm not happy about it, but I'm not going to pass up because, like, Jake, I was talking to you recently. Um, I've definitely been on more of a vintage toy kick lately. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been, going, I've been buying real Ghostbusters. I've been buying Police Academy. I've been buying Robin Hood because I'm getting a lot of enjoyment. Uh, and I'm buying more in package stuff than I than I normally. Yeah, would you buy. mentioned that it was like a different feeling from buying new stuff to like look at your the old stuff on the shelf. Yeah, I mean, listen, I love NECA and I love going to buy a really nice Terminator figure from Toys R Us. But when you go back three months later and those figures are still there, you kind of realize like these are newer toys. They're out on the shelves. They're easily attainable. But there's nothing like this week. I had a couple new uh, real Ghostbusters toys come in the mail. I got a Minton box. Uh, Neutrona Blaster, real Ghostbusters. Uh, I don't believe I ever had that as a kid. It's kind of the, it's the blue, uh, blue gun with the green uh, foam hose coming out. Mm-hmm. And then I also got uh, a mint on card, uh, Fearsome Flush, which is probably a top five. Ghostbusters, it's adorable, yeah, yeah. Ghostbusters figure for me. Um, and they just look so good, and the packaging is beautiful, and they really pop, and they bring me back to a really great place in my life when I wasn't getting coloring books for Christmas, and. Uh, I just love them. So I haven't been buying new toys uh, as much. I've been focused on the old toys. But as far as new releases go, I will not pass up on these NECA Ninja Turtles. They're absolutely gorgeous. And I'm very, more than anything, I'm not mad they're delayed. I'm just eager to get them on the shelf. Uh, Our friend Austin Young a while back sent us a a TGRI ooze canister uh, replica which is absolutely awesome, and I just can't wait to get these uh, four turtles uh, on display with it. Yeah, it's that's my stress, awesome. dude. I think you need to find yourself an FYE and just go there, dude. Like buying all three of them in one month just seems awful. Like, uh, you know, I found the Raphael in my local FYE. Um, oh, okay. Or the Donatello, not the yeah. Raphael. Uh, I've been meaning to go back and check for for the Raphael, but dude, you should you should do that. Uh. Yeah, I think there might be one within, like, 45 minutes. They still have them at some malls. Um, so maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll go hunting down. Um, but then the other thing is 
I'm kind of glad those payments aren't going to be coming out before Star Wars Celebration. Right. Oh, yeah. Dude, because so, we need yeah. that Felicity Jones auto. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going to get that Donatello and get it signed by Felicity Jones. But like, hey. this is a real rebel. Oh, fuck. I should have said Raphael. Guys, oh, I screwed that one yeah. up. Did it wrong, you guys yeah. both have bad attitudes. This is what I'm going to say. I'm going to get that Raphael. I'm going to bring it up to uh, Felicity Jones and be like, this is a real rebel. <laughs> Insert laugh track. Where do they come <laughs> up with this crap? Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so, yeah, excited about getting those toys. I feel like I'm falling flat over here. You know, I got a lot of good jokes tonight. It's good. I I'm like actually them. still stuck on this coloring book story. I'm, like, uh, very upset about my childhood. Uh, do you guys want to do some therapy, or should we kind of Yeah. Move? We're on the couch, so this well, is your time. This is our time. Um, no. So that's my toy stress, and... Uh, Listen, we're collectors. We take this stuff seriously. Uh, but I did... I don't even know if I mentioned it. I did get the Robin Hood um, Sherwood Forest playset complete with box in the mail uh, off of eBay. And it's awesome. And uh, kind of tying back into our Star Wars conversation, that is one of the... A lot of the uh, Robin Hood... This is the Kevin Costner Robin Hood, by the way, which I'm not mm-hmm. even a big fan of the movie, but I had all the toys when I was a kid and I just wanted to reclaim my youth. Right. Um... The Robin Hood figures all, uh, most of them were kind of repackaged from other toy lines. So that playset specifically is the same as the Ewok, Ewok Village playset uh, from Return of the Jedi. So, little fun fact it's for you fun. guys. It's cool. I like it. I'm glad we have it. It does have like a, it's more fun to look at and to interact with and play with than the Batman v Superman like uh, Batcave. Oh, yeah. That we have. Well, the, the, it's a cool playset. It's got like, uh, a boulder that swings from the tree, yeah. and then uh, it's got a little, like a little crank elevator and a net to capture the bad guys. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. It's neat. It's neat. I like it. Jake, did you have those Robin Hood toys when you were a kid? I, I did not. I haven't seen that movie. Dude, I, I, I haven't I either. Those, yeah. I wasn't allowed to. I wonder why. I, I feel so. I specifically remember in like 1991 being at a Toys R Us, have not seen Robin Hood, but like knew about it. They had the playset there, and I was with my grandfather, and I was like, "I want that," and he's like, "Okay, right." I, like, so that's- <laughs> I remember walking in. I was at my neighbor's house when the movie, I guess, was on. Had like just come out on uh, like VHS, and my neighbors, like older sisters, were watching it. And when I came in, they were like, "You're not allowed to see this." You sh- this is not for you, like, you need to go. So I grew up thinking it was, like, a really terrible, like, horror movie or something. There was, like, something about it that was, like, really wrong. But I still haven't gone back and watched it. But the toys are awesome. So and I'm sure week, it's, like, totally acceptable. Next week, we are going to do a review of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And maybe we can get Kevin Costner on. Yeah. We'll get him on a show. He's not doing anything. Don't tell me it's not worth dying for. Oh! Oh! Was it Brian Adams? Okay, that was pretty cool. Uh, Cool, so that's my toy stress. So it's not really stress, just waiting on those Turtles figures, loving my vintage toys. That's it. Dude, yeah. All right. Um, guys, we're rushing. We're getting through this stress tonight. We we want to get to the bam, main bam, stuff bam. Here. I mean, it's an emergency episode. We like have to record because we have to talk about Abigail. You want to lead us in? You I mean, yeah, stress? I can. I'm sorry if I'm not reacting properly to your stress. Okay. Um, but it's probably because my brain has been on nothing but the trailer uh, that came out today from the new uh, it from the new movie. Um, it. Dropped at like what, like noon today. Um, yeah, I, like, I woke yeah. up early thinking about it, um, checking online, checking the Warner Brothers YouTube, and checking the 
different Instagram profiles that might leak it. And I waited and waited and listened to some of the songs from the ABC miniseries. And I thought about ordering myself like a bunch of balloons, like a delivery or something like that. And I looked up places <laughs> online to do so. And I had a plan to like write stuff on them, just like Pennywise would. And I was like getting really excited. Um, what would but, you write on them? Uh, the like uh, asthma medicine causes cancer. Uh. Like, uh, I thought you meant like, like, <laughs> like little, little skull and Little inspirational no, like messages, messages for yourself. Yeah. Like, uh, you're a good person. I'm going to turn it around. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah. No, uh, I was getting really excited and nervous because I didn't know when the trailer was going to hit, and it was taking a while. Um, and then Jake texted uh, our little group text saying that it was out, and I immediately, like, shut all the lights off in the kitchen and, like, opened my laptop out and watched the trailer and proceeded to, like, shriek and scream at all the right points and, like, scare the shit out of my cat, uh, who ran out of the kitchen at one point. And I have been watching this trailer, like, ever since, and it feels so good because I was doing this, like, about almost a year ago with the Ghostbusters Answer the Call trailer, and, like, having that trailer on a loop was kind of, like, I was I kept going back to it to, like, make it, make it better somehow because I thought that maybe like I was going to find something that would like make me more excited or feel more confident in that film and like as I watched that trailer over and over again I got like more and more like weird like feelings from it so watching the uh, trailer for the new It is like it's so satisfying because like it gets scarier and it's there's so many like nods directly to the book and from the book and there's so many things that give me so much confidence that I was moved, and I wrote, like, a little three-page review of it, which we posted on our um, yeshavesomecast.com, and uh, if you want to go there, you can read it. Uh, but whenever I write, like, these really inspired, like, things about stuff that I love, uh, at least, like, historically, I guess I wrote about Answer the Call, and I wrote about uh, Yoga Hosers. It's like, those movies, like, didn't do so hot, so there's this part of me that's a little trepidatious, like, I don't know, I don't want to jinx it and, like, get too into this and then somehow be let down by the film or have it be, like, a massive flop or, like, the next trailer, like, Pennywise starts talking and you're like, what the fuck, like, this is the wrong voice, I don't like this. I'm, like, kind of scared, but I'm so into it and I'm so excited and I'm so happy and I'm so immersed in the world of Derry, Maine right now and in just, like, listening to, like I've mentioned, uh, the Stephen King cast episodes, which now I've listened to every single one that he did on it and I've read the book and the night that I finished the book I went and read every single article on chapter 22 that I could because I was like what the fuck is going on I need to know everybody's thoughts and I just I'm so giddy and I wish there was like less time between myself and the release of this movie which is September 8th but I am excited for the journey and I'm going to order some balloons uh just no matter what because I I want them and I don't know, Jake, what do you think, dude? Like, I'm so excited. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, <clears throat> last week, my stress was a, was about the fact that we had no idea when this trailer was coming out. And I think the day after we recorded, um, the director posted on his Instagram, like, a balloon with, you know, seven, with the, like, with a seven. Or maybe it was a six. Maybe he did the day after. And, you know, we're like, oh, well, that's when the trailer's coming. So yeah. every day he's been posting a picture of a balloon with a countdown on it. And that stresses me out more than anything because <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather just like wake up one day and be like, Oh, the it trailer came out. Right. I don't want to like have to wait a week knowing it, knowing it's going to be this day, just being like, Oh fuck, it's coming in three days. Right. 
Um, so yeah, same. The trailer came out today, and as soon as I got up this morning, I checked. I I checked. Like I woke up in the middle of the night and checked. I was like, maybe maybe they posted it at midnight. So, right. and I I got on to. I'm not gonna the, act like I didn't do that too. So yeah, I got <laughs> I on to the WB's YouTube page and I would I was refreshing it. I was oh, like, yeah. okay, well the maybe const, to be noon. a constant refresher. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like maybe to be noon, but maybe it won't because maybe it's gonna be noon like their time. Yeah, it just all day. I was like, what the fuck? Right at noon, refresh. It was a. Yeah. Um, and I think I think it looks great. Like off the bat, the trailer looks it's got like a realness to it that you don't get in the miniseries. It's just, you know, it looks real. It's not like it's not like dumbed down for TV. Mm-hmm. And that's very evident. And that's one of the best things about it. Um, I think everything looked pretty good. I <clears throat> you know, they put up the. The description, the trailer description from South by Southwest, and I remember a couple parts in that seemed weird, um, like the the projector scene. Yeah, right. Reading, copy. Yeah, like when you're reading a description of that, and and the description says. It's a woman, but when her hair moves, it's Pennywise's face. Yeah, right. that's that sounds dumb. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of hard to describe. And that you can't the but, imagery but it, in that scene is so frightening. Yeah, but when you're like, it's like a <laughs> yeah. hazy 1970s L'Oreal commercial, and then it makes, like it's the most terrifying thing unexpectedly. Well, that, as, as, before we go further, we should say we're going to get into some spoiler territory if you haven't read the book. Um, I haven't read the book, but I'm Pennywise probably. is a hair model in this <laughs> film. So. Um, so, right, saying that, I want to ask: Is that projector scene in the book? No, no. I think I think what this projector scene is is it's basically their version of them looking through the uh, photo album. The, the the photo album. Right. Um, they just I, I think they just updated it to a projector. There's the time change. Projector makes more sense. Uh, right, and it's a really cool and choice. I'm. I'm, you know, pr- fairly confident that he's going to talk to them through that projector. Oh, it's going to be that same sure. kind of thing. So. Yeah. And I was so, looking I mean, at it. kind a, of in the book, but. Right. right. I was inspecting that screen grab, too, from that scene and, like, looking at the background of where they are because I was trying yeah. to figure out if it's, like, the underground hideout that they build their clubhouse or it looks like it's somebody's, like, basement that's basement. pretty trashed. So who knows? I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's the treehouse from the sandlot. Oh, yeah. They're just fighting the, the big dog. It's oh, well, Sandlot's cool. kind of a retelling of it, if you think about it. Dude, it's like a uh, yeah, rip-off of every Stephen King book. <laughs> only, like, super tame. Like, yeah. I, I'm not that... Um, so I wouldn't say every... <laughs> that's a grandiose statement, guys. The Sandlot is basically the Green Mile. If you no, the Sandlot was just a movie same that thought. I watched way too much growing up. I feel the same about that as I do about The Wonder Years. I don't feel like it's a super accurate representation of things. I think it's through, a, like, very thick rose-colored glasses. And you know I what? like the realism that Stephen that King instead. brings to... Can we do a whole... I want to do a whole episode now where Adam yes, just breaks apart the Wonder Years. Wonder Years. It's just not that's as good wonder. as you think it is. Wow. Oh, I had to watch it, like, every night with dinner. It's just Ooh. not... Whew, it's just not as good as Stephen King. Good. It's not um, real. I like the it trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Craig, what did you think? What did you think, Craig? From, like, an outsider so, who's... An out- oh, me, the outsider. You know, the real Mr. outsider. Mr. Outsider. Because <laughs> I didn't You're read the a 1,400-page book. <laughs> uh, no, so I've never read it. I've seen the miniseries twice in my life. Once was last week. I uh, watched it in anticipation. Uh, I watched it with Abby. Uh, of the trailer coming out and... Uh, so here's what I had to say. 
the one thing I was worried about going into this trailer was that so it's directed by uh, I just want to get his name right uh, Andy Muschietti uh, uh-huh. who directed Mama which was a good movie um, if you haven't seen that go check it out Jessica Chastain I'm uh, gonna see that and Robin Hood uh, so that <laughs> Mama and then Robin Hood Did, is there a Mama Sherwood Forest Ewok Village God I hope so uh, there could be isn't there a forest in that movie there is so it would make sense uh, let's repurpose the one that we have to make it such you guys see my vintage Mama toys <laughs> um so I was a little bit worried. So there's this thing that happens in modern horror movies where no matter if it's like, uh, oh God, The Ring or what's the what uh, The Conjuring and all those movies, uh-huh. the they all kind of feel the same. The trailers yeah, are always kind of the same with the same beats. And I was a little worried, like man, like, jump scares, right? It is going to make a lot of money. Horror movies tend to make way more money than they ever should, especially that time of year, especially the ones that are well done. It's like nobody respects horror. It's not that people don't respect horror, but the budgets, you, usually those movies right. might cost like $40 million, and then they make like double their budget, and it's like a super success, and it turns into a series. So, But it is a very beloved, like people have the fondest memories of the uh, the miniseries. People love Tim Curry in that role. It's got a cult following. Uh, so it's going... I was like, this movie's going to be popular no matter what. What I love about the trailer is that it it does not feel like modern horror. Like, what you would could, like traditionally call, like, that's like a modern horror movie. Like, one of those Ouija movies or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Abby, you mentioned this in your... Um, in the the piece that you wrote today. And it's not... It's not really because the kid from Stranger Things is in the movie, but it's because it takes place in the 1980s and it kind of has a similar kind of feeling to Stranger Things. But those guys, the Duffer Brothers, were massive, massively inspired by Stephen King. Yeah. Exactly. That's why it I was should say, feel like, that you way. See so many, you see so many people already who are like, why does this look like – this looks like Stranger Things. Okay, first of all, how's that a bad thing? Second of all, Stranger Things is, you know, inspired by this. Right. You know, this – Stephen King wrote this in like 1980. Yes, yes, and, yes and yes. Um, yeah. Yes. So I really – yeah, you're absolutely right. I think that – but it, it doesn't feel like Stranger Things. The only thing that feels like Stranger Things really is that there's kids wearing On like bikes. accurate 80s clothes. Yes. Um, yeah. But so the trailer is super spooky. Pennywise is so creepy. Uh, him coming out of the water in his lair or mm-hmm. wherever that was. Uh, the whole depiction of Georgie with the, uh, the boat at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very end of the trailer... That is legitimately scary. Yeah, not Georgie at the very end. That's, yeah. Like, uh, so let's talk about Pennywise. Let's get to it. So most people's uh, memory of Pennywise is Tim Curry. Uh, and that's kind of the, cla- like, that's that's what, when you think of it, that's who you picture is that mm-hmm. clown. Mm-hmm. How, so before we get into the new movie, how does the Tim Curry Pennywise the Dancing Clown, how does that compare to how Pennywise is described in the book? Um, well, it, as far as looks, it's pretty much not, he, he, he doesn't really, he doesn't really look anything like what the book clown looks like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but they, there is this, you know, the, the, one of the main reasons he is a clown is so he can lure children. Correct. So he's, he's got that thing 
Tim Curry has that thing where he's he's being friendly, but he's still creepy at the same time. Mm-hmm. And the big the biggest difference to me is that this Pennywise just looks like a fucking monster. Mm-hmm. And that's honestly one of the things that that I'm a little like worried about or and I don't even know if I want to say worried. It's just, you know, in the first when you're reading that first chapter, when well, he Jake, first, you're all about the monster, so it makes sense. Like that's yeah, the thing that you but, look for. But I like one of the things I love about the book is that, like, when he meets Georgie, he's like he's friendly. He's like talking to him like a clown would talk to a kid. He's like, "Hey, I got your boat. Don't you want your boat?" <laughs> yeah, like, boat he's back. just a clown. I got your boat. You know? I got a balloon. Floats. He's he isn't a sewer, but he's just a clown. And there's like a you know he goes from whenever Georgie reaches his hand in and that's when the change happens and that's when Pennywise goes from like not being a clown anymore and that's when the teeth show up and you know that's when the scary comes out right but it it looks like this clown's just that, like always scary right because then that happens with all the kids like as they interact with Pennywise like uh, when Ben's uh, out on his little day back from the library. And first sees Pennywise, um, they like he seems pleasant and he seems friendly. And there's like there's a something about him that like the that's magnetic that you're drawn to. And then yeah. that transformation happens and he pulls you in right as you're close enough. So yeah, but there is that. Well, maybe we haven't seen whatever say, we haven't that seen uh, we haven't seen enough of this Pennywise. We haven't seen him in any we haven't seen him in any expression or pose that wasn't like a threatening kind of right. It's pretty sinister. Where he's, throughout the trailer. Yeah. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen enough basically. But, uh, as far as looks, the new Pennywise is, is way more, um, faithful to the, to the book mm-hmm. like that, that white suit. And yeah. The Victorian about him is, style. Yeah. It's a little more, it's a little more book accurate. And the hands like that you see, like, in the scene with the house on Nybolt Street with the kids uh, in the trailer, like that looks whatever. Oh, the classic. Like, that's like right out of Nightmare on Elm Street, where you just yep. see the hand and the yeah, coming out. it's very that, evocative, and that's, that's yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, that's awesome. It's better that, than the miniseries where you see uh, Bill Denbro pick up the uh, the orange pom pom when they're like going into the sewers, like in the very mm-hmm. end as adults, and it's like that's like such a cool part of the book, and like when you see it in the miniseries taking place, you're like, God, that's fucking. Yeah. lame like it's just like oh he left he just like shed <laughs> stuff and it just leaves his shit everywhere oh look at that anyway the, the continue thing, Jake the thing about that uh that hand with the claws that that really got me excited that was a still that they released you know maybe two or three days ago oh, okay the thing the thing that I got super excited about is that um so in in the book in the original book you know everybody sees what they're what they're scared of the most and for Richie it's a werewolf and the werewolf stuff is great in the book. The werewolf stuff is some of the coolest stuff in the movie too. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had said, you know, because of the time change, um, that it wouldn't be the same. All the monsters wouldn't be the same. Um, and I just kind of took that to imply that we wouldn't have any of the same creatures, but like, that looks like a werewolf claw to me. Like it's mm-hmm. all hairy and it's got, so like, I'm excited if it's still, if they're still doing, you know, a werewolf is one of the monsters. I just think that's cool. Yeah, well, werewolves, you got Teen Wolf, you got Thriller. That, you know, you got things still, to draw from from the sure. 80s, like iconic-wise or whatever. So that would be yeah. iconography. Scott Wolf, you got Scott Wolf. Um, <laughs> uh, that would be funny if it was Teen Wolf if we just randomly got a Michael J. Fox cameo, like reprising yeah, his role. Cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd take it. 
Um, oh, well, I mean, it's the 80s, so one of their biggest fears is probably the stock market crashing. Mm, cold War. <laughs> yeah, the Cold That's War. That's what you want to see. Gorbachev's... Yeah. Uh, oh, man. No. Uh, so let's talk about some of the more imagery in the trailer. Uh, we can talk about whatever you guys want. Uh, besides the end... Talk scene, about the kids. Well, let's talk about the kids. Losers so, Club. Uh, the Losers Club, obviously... Compared so, to the miniseries cast. So it looks like... So the as I understand, the the way the story unfolds in the book is you kind of bounce back and forth uh, with the kids uh, from, you know, as children and then as adults, and it kind of parallels Timelines, throughout yes. the, the whole book. Uh, the movie kind of does that a little bit, dairy. too. Yeah. Um, I feel like this movie is going to be just the kids. I don't think we're... Unless there's a surprise in there where they've already cast the adult versions of these, because uh, they're going to divide it into two movies. Right. Uh, Unless um, Bill Denbro's ponytail makes an appearance, which <laughs> I'm hoping for, and I suggested that maybe it take the form of Bill's ponytail. Uh, I think that'd be very yeah, cool to see. What is the... It's 30 years later, right? 28 years later, like right? 20, 28. Yeah, it's like so, roughly and this movie takes yeah. place yes. in, what, 89? So 89, yeah. the like, second movie would roughly take a take place in, like, the... I don't know, whatever that... 89... Yeah, like 2000. What's 28 years plus uh, 1989? Guys, I should get a So that's 99, 2009. <laughs> it's like now. It's basically now. Okay. It's like 20. I bet they did that math before no, they made this no, movie. It's like, it's like now. It's like because I always compare it to Ghostbusters 2 hasn't had their 30th anniversary yet. 2017. So 2017. Guys, wow. That was called Yes, the Have Some Math thought that went into the yeah, exactly. It took three people to figure out. Remedial math. <laughs> It's good. Uh, so the second movie could take place now, which that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I had yeah. this theory, like, what if at the end of the movie it cuts to them as a, as adults, and here's your cast. Are you ready? Bill Denbro has a man bun. No. Oh, I'll leave. What if the new cast was like Bill Hader, Jason Sudeikis, Kristen Wiig? Like, what if like, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy, Leslie Jones, no, Kate I'm, McKinnon? I really think like somebody from SNL should be. No, you know. You One say that, kids. I honestly, I saw somebody um, do like a fan cast. And oh, for, I haven't even thought about For Richie, they put Bill Hader. And uh, uh, I, don't, I don't think that would be a bad casting for that character. I would take it. He, he's a yeah. man of a thousand voices. So, right. or at least a lot from what he I've also, seen on SNL. Yeah, he, I also feel like he could do some serious acting. And yeah. not just, he has. Uh, Skeleton Twins. Yeah. That shit's, an, that's an amazing movie. He yeah. can definitely pull from like the serious dramatic acting vault. So good for him. But yeah, let's talk about. No, go for it. You good. You good. I was just going to say, I, I, I know they haven't really gotten into casting that we know of, obviously, for the for the second part. But I always thought since they're splitting this, a cool way to end the first one would just be, you know, like Mike Hanlon calling. Yes. You know, whoever he calls. Just like. Answer the call. And just like grown up Mike Hanlon in his library, picking up the phone and just saying like, you know, it's back or something like that. Ooh. Dude. And then you just see Stan's hand drawing the bathtub. You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's going to get, it's going to get bad. Um, one of the images or one of the scenes in the trailer that I, well, I've watched the trailer four or five times. The thing that gets me, what's the chubby kid's name? Ben Hanscom. Ben, ben Hanscom. He's in his classroom, and the red balloon's floating by. Oh, yeah. horizontal float. He's the float. only one who sees yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. That is shit's uh, And the blood in Beverly's sink, like, that looks, it's, like, tremendous force the way that it shoots up. Like, that, it's not gurgling. It's not, like, it's. it looks crazy. And I'm really, I also love Beverly's look in this movie. And she's probably 
my second favorite character because Richie Tozer is my favorite, but I love the fuck out of her, and she's a real conundrum because she goes through so much, and it's difficult to read some of her uh, story in the book, but... I just, I'm really excited to see her in this movie, and I really like this actress. I should probably know her name. Yeah, uh, but it's really, it just, she looks awesome. And these kids look, they seem to have really great chemistry. I've been combing through the uh, Instagram page for It the Movie, and I think it's It the Movie 2017. Um, and, like, you just see them all hanging out, and it's like you're watching the Losers Club, like, form, and I'm, I, mm-hmm. I love that. And I am excited. I am so excited about this movie, guys. Like, I, I'm i a little nervous, but I think it's... We got Patrick Hockstetter, so we know it's there's going to be some fucked up shit. Cool. Well, let's good. talk about that then. I was wondering when we were going to bring this up. So, Here like, the is. trailer... One of my, my favorite thing about the trailer is that um, we get so many nods to the book in the trailer. And, you know, from the start... Uh, it was it was pretty evident that the this film was going to be a little more faithful to the book, and I think that I wonder how a lot of people who haven't read the book are just super fans of the miniseries. I wonder how they're going to feel about that because that miniseries, sure, you know everything that's in it is in the book, but it's not everything. That shower could, scene with Eddie Kasprak is like that's not in the book. But you could almost <laughs> so say good. like. You could almost say that that miniseries is kind of nothing like the book. You know, it's so Dude, watered it's, down, mm. and there's just, got so, like a I mean, there's just the so much. There's so much, and when you watch this trailer, there's so there's so many big things from the book that are that are making their way into this movie, and it's gonna be, it's just gonna be so different. And I wonder how those people are gonna feel about it. But um, that was the first thing you noticed, is you see that missing sign for Patrick. And anybody who has, has read the book knows that Patrick is a fucking crazy, Sociopath. like, he is insane. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, exactly. And his death scene in the book is one of the, like, oh. scariest, grossest things. And I wonder if they're going to, I wonder if they're going to do that oh, or I if it's just going to be. I flying leeches. Yeah, I want to see some leeches. I want it's, it. There's that. We get the house on. Is it Nibolt or is it Nibolt? I never. I think it's not. The Stephen King cast says Nibolt, and I assume that sounds about right He's, to me. He says. He I've says said Nibolt in my head. If you listen, if you listen to the uh, Stephen King's it audiobook, they. I know they he says say the other way. Yeah. Nibolt. I and guess it's how, up to that's you. That's how I thought it reader. was until I started listening to the Stephen King cast, and I was like, oh wait, who's wrong? Am I wrong? Is Anyway, it I'm going to say Nebel because that's what I've always said. Sounds good. But there's a lot of big things that happen at that house. It's like a central location. Mm-hmm. Um, that's in the that's in the movie, and Bill it and looks Beth. amazing. That house looks super scary. There's a really great scene that's disgusting and like terrifying, and it's the first time Richie encounters it, and he encounters it um, in the form of a leper. Yeah. A very gross leper. And that's in the movie. There's a short – you can see the leper for like a split second in the trailer whenever he's he's like running towards the camera. Right. Um, right, because he's like the personification of Eddie's fear of like uh, 
uh, germs and all that. Yeah. Dude, hey, Jake, there's seven of them. It's hard to keep track. (laughs) And then there's like a bunch of other side characters with, yeah, it's fine. I had hard times with that. But dude, fucking yes, that is probably, I think the leper was my, the most terrifying, uh, like, form that it took in the book for me because the description and, like, the homeless people that hang out at that uh, house, mm. like, the transient hobos and all that shit, that's terrifying. And, like, yeah. just, it's it's going to be amazing. Yeah, um, and, and uh, I think we've, we've probably talked about this before, too, but the what? actor who's playing the leper, he is the same guy who played Mama and Mama. And he has, like, um, he has some sort of uh, condition that caused him to be... Like really skinny. His joints really, move weird, right? Yeah, his joints move in ways that look his joints move impossible. weird. Yeah, think? and he's like he's terrifying the way he can move his body, and he's playing the leper. So I'm super excited about seeing that. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Another. So the, if there's a couple articles out there, if you search, um, uh, just it uh, trailer Easter eggs that kind like. The overall, we won't go over all of them right now, but the overall consensus is that there's a lot of stuff that is really faithful to this book. Um, mm-hmm. They did their homework. They included things that, you know, because you guys talk about how much background and backstory they give to Dairy Maine in the book. And there's probably little things sprinkled throughout the movie, I'm guessing, that allude to some of that stuff, but don't necessarily, like, you know. Yeah. Give you tons there, of exposition. Yeah, you don't there need like sure. Mike Hanlon's dad's entire flat. I'm sh- I don't know. Maybe we'll see it, but like, well, no. Well, here, here we go. I think we see that in the trailer, Abby. You um, think? Yeah. Well, because um, what what at first I thought were zombies. If you that scene where Mike is looking at the door. Yeah. The meat. If you look at that, that again. If you look at that again, here it is. Those are all burnt hands, and the, from and, that and, night, and the wide shot. There's a fire behind. Bro. You can see that there's a fire going on, and I think that, that that has to be referencing the black Fucking. spot, which is a huge. I mean, it's not huge, but it's a it's its, its own big. chapter in the book, right? Well, that's so satisfying if that's going to be yeah. in there because that was also a terrifying moment in the trailer. So, thank mm-hmm. you for illuminating that. I didn't know that was all behind that door. So that's really fucking cool. Yeah. If you look at any, like if next time you're watching it, just pause it on there. You know, I thought it could be right after we finish recording. Yeah. I just thought, you know, maybe, you know, (laughs) since they're doing new monsters for a new movie that it was just zombies until I looked at it a little closer. Um, the other thing I really love about the trailer and I know everybody's favorite part is probably Georgie at the end, but in the book, one of the scariest things to me is the Georgie thing. And they even call him the Georgie thing. And he mm-hmm. like, it's basically the same thing. He's like talking to Bill and he's, yeah. his face becomes really distorted and his, yeah. his teeth get sharp and he's got like pus draining from his eyes. Yeah. And I was wondering if, if that was going to happen. And, um, and now that I think of it, like I can't even remember if Bill sees that version of George when he's a kid or if it's when he's older, but it, they're still throwing that kind of stuff in here. You know, we get right. George I, it is and, right when he's a kid because he defeats that uh, by reciting the he thrusts his fist against the post. Okay, and yeah. sees the ghost. So and which is like because his the problem, obviously, for him, the fear that he had was that his it was his fault that Georgie died and that his mm-hmm. that's why his parents don't talk to him anyway. So there you go. Um, yeah, dude, that's awesome. I God, that's going to be so cool. Uh, and you were talking about whether or not Georgie had his arm at that point, because, you know, it's. 
it's in the book it's not off it's eaten off so right that's crazy um the here's one thing that i think is weird about the trailer is bill is 100 percent stutter free in the trailer he has no lines of dialogue where he's stuttering right that's odd to me right what do you guys think that means I don't. I just think it means. They I think it means either it. just the way they cut it, you know, right. they just somehow did that, or maybe they did it on purpose so people watching the trailer don't you know because it's so well, integral. Well, you want like when you're doing a trailer, the the it's always like uh, minimal lines of dialogue, and you want those lines of dialogue to kind of set up what's happening. Right. And maybe they were like, right. well, maybe we shouldn't have somebody stuttering through our first trailer. Yeah, especially, yeah, yeah. So maybe they just picked stuff where the stutter wasn't so evident. I just thought it was weird. Right. I watched, I was like, wait, there's no stuttering. He's definitely soft-spoken and doesn't, like, so that that would at least add to the character being close to the book or at least seeming like he's he's carefully choosing his words so but yeah i think i just want to wait and see because i mean they can't take his stutter away no, that's like such I, a massive did, part of his character i read you have to have a flaw to be a that, loser yeah i read something from that actor where he was saying how it was kind of hard to like learn how to stutter for the movie so i know it's Dude, not jonathan something... brandis is proof because <laughs> that shit sorry buddy that was not believable so yeah 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 you should kill him. You know. Oh, stop it! He's great! He's doing... God damn it. Wow. What? It's good. Cool. Hey, we all float down here, so it's good. Um, well, I'm actually surprised you... You said when the uh, when the trailer was released that you just turned the lights off, and earlier you talked about wanting to like buy balloons. I kind of half expected Abby to like climb down into the sewer and oh. then be really upset when you realize your Wi-Fi didn't work down there. Dude, don't think I haven't tried. There's like a creek that runs through our neighborhood, and every time I walk past it, like I think about that stuff. So, um, dude, I yeah crawled through sewers before. That's like it's cool. You like, have? I, yeah, as a kid, I used to explore them and shit all the time. God, I always was too scared to like try to lift off the manhole cover and go down there. Plus, I knew <laughs> I was just going to be disappointed because there wasn't like. You know, subterranean skateboarding. Right. I also, there ain't no turtles down there. Right, no. I also dug an underground clubhouse when I was little. It was called the Dragon Slayer 2 with my brother wow. and I. There Two? was never an original Dragon Slayer, but there was a second <laughs> one. And it was dug under, like, this giant pile of leaves, and there was a bridge over it. And I used to, like, go down there and, I don't know, like, you know, do, play G.I. Joe. It was cool. Play G.I. Joe. Do important used to go down there and play Joe. Play, that was Army. It was cool. Um... <laughs> So, the internet reaction to this trailer has been weirdly positive. The most hated yeah. trailer of all time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but as I was watching it, like, at, when it was fresh, like, you could see, because it was the, one of the times I watched the trailer was on one of those rating, like, you know, give it a thumbs up thing so you could see the growing statistics, and it only had, like, f- like three or four downvotes. It, it was just, like, it's good. That, it's, it's so good, but it makes you, like, feel bad for Ghostbusters. Oh, it always makes you feel mm-hmm. bad. Um, Ghostbusters wasn't based on a book. What was it based on? <laughs> Answer the call. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the internet reaction has been really good. People seem to be into it. I saw so many people talking today how they were genuinely scared. Uh, people have a fear of clowns. People don't like clowns. And if you think about it, there's not really as many movies about evil clowns as you would think, Right. Because, like, for something that's, like, a common fear of most human beings, or a lot of them, you'd think there'd be more horror movies with killer clowns. There's not. This is going to be, in my prediction, uh, 
I don't know, one of the most financially successful movies of the year as far as, like, the gross versus the budget. And what's going to be really cool is when the second movie comes out, I have a feeling they're just going to cut them both together as one long movie for the DVD release. That would be That'd amazing. Be cool. That'd, That'd be, be very cool. cool. Um, so, yeah. what what other, Do you guys have any other thoughts? I mean, I know we're, we're going to be talking about it a lot going forward. So, And I know it's just day one, and there's going to be more yeah. footage and more mm-hmm. trailers. And... No, I mean, like, I... I... I feel like I can't, you know, part of me doesn't want to see any more. Uh, I'm, I'm still a little, I, I really liked what I saw today. Everything about it looks pretty good to me. There's nothing, there's nothing that I, I saw and just hated, nothing that I cringed at. But I am still worried as far as like, and Abby, you mentioned this already, like, what's he going to sound like, you know? Part of me, part of me is glad they didn't put that in, in the first trailer. Like, I don't need to hear him talk right away. Right. But then I'm also like, you know, the wrong voice, it can kill it. It could just fucking kill the whole thing. Right. So I I hope, you know, that the choices the dude makes as far as the voice is good. I hope um, part of me thinks we're not even I feel like we're probably not even going to get a whole lot of Pennywise in this movie. I think we're going to get a whole lot more of his transformations of of what monsters he turns into. And maybe maybe they'll keep keep him out of the light so much. Maybe we just won't. Um, there just won't be as much of him, and I mean, he's not mm. in the in the in the TV series that much either. But the more you see of it, the less you know scary it is. Traumatizing, right? Less right. is more. Yeah. So I right. wonder if they're going to go that route, or if I, you know, I wonder if we're just going to just yeah. have full on. Well, I mean, that's Pennywise. the common. You, you see that a lot in movies. Like I, I'm trying to think of a really good example, like. Uh, like Heath Ledger's screen time in The Dark Knight is like 17 minutes or something crazy like that. Like a lot of the time, I subconsciously just brought up another clown. By the way, uh, let me <laughs> think of another clowns. example. Another. So if you ever watch Bozo, right? Like, the show's called. Oh no, that doesn't work either. Um, but sometimes uh, a main character or a main villain actually doesn't have that much screen time. And with Pennywise able to be kind of like shapeshift or take the form of. Uh, the biggest fears of each child. Uh, we could see all sorts of cool stuff, and I really hope they save that stuff. All sorts of neat stuff. All sorts of neat stuff like that. Maybe he'll become Bill Paxton at one oh, point. Oh, that'd be, be cool. Or, the, really or cool. Twister. Finger of God. Um, he's he becomes got, a Dude, there's some weather some at the really, end of the book, so. Cool. <laughs> yeah, not? he's got, Pennywise has some really great dialogue in that book, and I, I hope we get it and I hope we get it delivered in a fucking in the right way. way. Yeah, and I feel like yeah. I should give proper credit because that thought is actually something that I read on my, um, well, a girl on Instagram, Jobus89, who I'm, like, obsessed with her profile. She is a huge Stephen King fan, and she has a really great blog where she writes uh, book reviews, and uh, she made a post, and that was one of her thoughts was that she had not heard the voice of Pennywise, the dancing clown, and that was stressing her out. So um, I want to give credit where credit was due, and she is awesome. So check out her Instagram if yeah. you are just hanging out. How do you out. spell that? J-O-B-I-S-8-9. There you go, Jobis89. Um, her name's Joanne. Real quick, uh, <laughs> this is kind of a long, uh, similar topic of conversation. CinemaCon was this weekend, uh, over the last couple of days, which is kind of uh, the big theater owners conference out in Las Vegas they do every year where they debut... All sorts of new footage, trailers. They have uh, – it's a big deal. Um, they had uh, – they screened the new Fast and the Furious. as like a surprise screening last Fate. night. All sorts of stuff. So they showed some footage from uh, Dark Tower yeah. uh, at CinemaCon. And oh. I didn't read a lot of reactions, but I read a Quint, I believe, from Ain't It Cool News, who's a giant Stephen King fan. And uh, uh, 
the Dark Tower is his shit, right? Yeah. His obsession. Got uh, it. His reaction to what he saw from the Dark Tower footage was that he thought it looked not great. Uh, uh, he was really oh, wow. bummed out about what he saw on screen. He uh, And you'd have to go, go out and read it. Uh, but basically, the overall thought was that they were not capturing that world that Stephen King built for seven books, whatever that world is. Which is, is also a culmination of everything else that he built, right? Yeah. Uh, so. That they just did not, that it, it did not, it was just a couple minutes of footage and you never know. He said it looked super like futuristic sci fi and didn't have like, uh, obviously, The Gunslinger, the first book's a western. And uh, it's kind of a, a world that time's forgotten kind of feel. Yeah, why don't you tell us? Uh, well, I've read it. You have. That's my book. That's my gunslinger. <laughs> That's your shit. Uh, so <laughs> just it's just something to, to you know, as you, you look, we all love uh, Stephen King, right? We all love these different iterations, and it looks great. We're in the uh, web. But I'm not going to lie. I've been worried about this Dark Tower movie, too, and it's only because... They're not doing a direct adaptation. They're taking seven books and kind of doing their own thing. And mm-hmm. listen, Matthew McConaughey is an awesome actor. Idris Elba is an awesome actor. Who knows? Maybe they'll be great. Maybe it'll be terrible. Uh, but I just wanted to pass that news that compared to what we saw yeah. today with the reaction with it, uh, the first footage from Dark Tower right. did not get glowing. Which I was stressed about that because there's like, whatever, 1,138-something pages in it, and that's a lot to extract and, like, interpret. But if you're taking seven books, that's just – that's insane. So that's a great undertaking, and hopefully it they'll fix it and, it you know, they can – I don't know. Whatever that footage is, will yeah. they'll improve upon it, but we'll see. I listen to the if you listen to the the latest episode of the Stephen King cast, he talks about it a little bit and he kind of, you know, I, I've, I've already read more than I probably should about the Dark Tower, like without I'm, actually I've been reading kind it of bad about spoiling some of it. Yeah, I haven't read the book yet. Right. And um, I've been a little bad about spoiling some of the story for myself. Right. Um, and it was it's been very confusing to me what people are saying about the new film and how it fits in with the continuity of the books. Uh-huh. Um, it, listening to the latest episode of the Stephen King cast, I think I got exactly what's going on. I think he explains it in a way that makes sense to me. And it also didn't seem like that bad of a thing that they're doing. It didn't seem like it would mess the story up in any kind of way. Um, but I also don't know because like, I don't really know that much about the dark tower. So I can't pretend to. Well, we'll all know soon enough. Yeah. Um, hopefully it's great because I don't, I actually, I root for movies to be good. Uh, except for, I think like (laughs) the WB movies at this point, they, I've probably (laughs) given Warner brothers, DC universe, like $65 so far. And I have not gotten a return on my investment. In fact, I keep buying Batman vs Superman toys. It's a movie. I don't even like and I keep buying the toys. We do. I don't know why the toys are better than the The movie. The toys are much better than the movie. Um, Characters well, cool. are more likable. I'm the glad action you guys... figures are more likable. What? The action figures are more likable. Yeah, they've got more the personality actors. than uh, Henry Cavill. Oh, God, so much more. <laughs> so listen, the It trailer's out. It's tearing up the web. Let's As of uh, this very second recording, it, the night it came out, it's been out for less than 12 hours. The It trailer has racked up. Drum roll, please. A total. Get this. Almost 6 million views. 
uh, on YouTube, and that's 141,000 upvotes and only 5,000 downvotes. So yeah. uh, people are into it. It's going to do well. It looks great, and uh, we're going to keep talking about it, and it'll be a nice long build-up to September. Are you guys yeah. going to be able to wait that long? You're going to have to. Uh, but. We don't have a choice. Yeah. I'm going to get balloons delivered every day. Oh, Preparation. Yeah, get some balloons. Just one at a time. Yeah, I think I'm probably going to try to reread it before the movie comes out, too. Oh, cool. Sounds good, dude. Hey, maybe I'll read it. I'm glad I finished it when I did. Yeah, you should. Can you guys just tell me about it? I'll read the first we, chapter and the last it'll chapter. It'll take a while, but... There's only one chapter I want to read. <laughs> oh, I... There's only one chapter anyone talks about. That was what we were talking we about talk before about we started recording. Before, before we get on... It's let, like Richard yeah, Gere and the gerbil. It. Like, you hear one thing, and it's like you only think of that. Okay, Abby, fill us in. What is the one thing everyone talks about? Well, there's a... Book spoiler. Book spoiler, guys. Uh, nearing the end of the book, when the kids are in the uh, sewers, uh, after they defeat it for the first time in 1958... On the way out, they all take a little detour, um, and Bev, <laughs> Do they get Beverly lost Marsh, or something? yes, they're they're lost, and there's a part of it where you, I guess, the interpretation is in order to figure their way out and clear their heads. Beverly decides to take one for the team and basically take the whole team. So <laughs> it's which I love Beverly Marsh more than like anyone I like identify with her character like I was texting Jake pictures of like the book when like the introduction to uh to her character when you're like when her and Richie are like when she's making the yo-yo like sleep and she's just she's so fucking tough and she's a tomboy and like um she she def- like de- deals the blow to Pennywise like with her um uh, her slingshot like you know David and Goliath and like she's the the best shot out of the group and like throughout the whole novel she's on par with the guys and like i couldn't understand that more than anyone in the entire world because like that's how i was growing up i was one of the, the girl amongst like my brother's friends and we'd go out and play out in the creek or whatever and so i totally understood bev's character and then what happened if you guys got lost at the creek dude if we lost were lost we would like i don't know just figure that shit out and like look up at i don't know for the north I, it, it, um okay so back to what happens yeah so that that scene in the book, like, it it can take you out and make you question kind of what was going on inside of Stephen King's head as well, well as Beverly Marsh's head. Tell, say what happens. Have- she has relations with all the other characters. The seven, the they're down in the drains. There's the six, six boys and one girl. The six, and, they're like and, 12 years old. Yeah, and in order to get out, they all have sex with Beverly. Okay. And um, the the... The text itself is, like, it's kind of beautiful, and it, there's part of me that gets behind Beverly's character and is, like, understanding of the fact that she's taking her sexuality back because in the book she's plagued by her father, and um, he's actually taken by it and is, is used as, like, a, a vehicle to torment her. And so she undergoes um, abuse by her father, like, verbally all throughout her life as a kid, and he, you know, accuses her of, of things. And so there's part of that, like where she's taking back her nature and doing whatever she wants. But there's also the fact that it doesn't move the plot along after the deed is done, because I walked walked into this book knowing that scene was coming, because, Jake, you told me. Um, So I was reading it with, like, the knowledge that at some point this thing was going to happen. I always assumed it was going to be something that was dealt her by Pennywise, like it was something that, like, she has to do, but, like, or maybe it happens in a dream or something. But it totally happens in real time, and it kind of doesn't make sense um but you know it's there and 
when I was listening to the Stephen King cast, uh, the guy who hosts that show, whose name I really wish I knew because I talk about him all the time, he said that if Stephen King released um, a copy of the of it that had an omission of that scene and maybe a rewrite, he would totally buy it and be happy with it. I probably mm, would. I don't know. I like, like that. I know, but like, I don't. I don't know. It is a conundrum, and it's really something that I honestly. I have weird feelings about, but, like, because I'm someone that loves banned books and loves contraband and loves, sh- like, shocking shit, like, it's not like I threw the book across the room. Like, who the fuck would do that? Because, like, you're almost done with it anyway. Like, I mean, I think, but here's the thing. It's kind of weird, right? But, like, I don't know. It's a small town. They're all 12 years old. They just battled evil. Like, what else are you going to do? There's part of that, like, that is because it's a coming-of-age tale. So, like, there, there's that passage where you could make an argument like, okay, so they're transferring to like adulthood and this is an obvious symbolic act of that. And maybe we're all just narrow-minded prudes and we should be like, do your thing, girl. I don't know. I'm really not sure how to feel about the whole thing, but I'm definitely not a fucking prude. And I still love Beverly Marsh. And I'm, I guess I'm like trepidatious, nervous, and excited to see what happens with like well, that's the, the interpretation I'm sorry in the movie. So the new movie. Is there any, like... Is there any way that that's included in this By movie? the way, this is now a no. very special episode of Yes, Have Some Podcast. Yes, it is a very <laughs> special episode. Uh, Chris Stewart uh, and Troy Benjamin were talking about, on their last episode, a, a very special episode of The Cross Rip. Um, and Chris Stewart alluded to the Bicycle Man episode of Different Strokes. Uh, if you've never seen that, the plot is that the bicycle repairman who owns the bicycle shop... Uh, Attempts to uh, sexually abuse Arnold and his friend. Oh. Uh, so. I say that like I haven't watched this. Like you haven't Specifically watched knowing that was going to. Uh, one happen. time Abby totaled her car and to make her feel better. I watched Jurassic Park and Jaws and then we watched a very special episode of. Different Strokes. Different Strokes. I showed her the bicycle. I was like, hey, have you ever heard of the bicycle? Dude, because when you're down. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, other people have it worse. Look. Um, so. This is a very special episode. I Doubt that that's going to be included in the movie. We Jake, don't condone. Do no, I, I I don't think so at all. Uh, it is a weird part of the book, and the thing that's like more weird about the fact that he wrote it is that most people who haven't read the book, like that's the thing that they know is right. in the book, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just weird. Like people throw that out a lot. Yeah, and it's kind of like a yeah, yeah. It's just like a weird thing. Yeah, I mean, does the book need it? Probably not. No. It doesn't really need to be in there. I don't think anyone. People yeah. make people make like arguments for it and what it's what it is supposed to actually mean. And you can read it and, and make some sense out of it, but it's still like a lot of people just say he was doing coke and he was drinking heavily during yeah, like it's just the a weird, process. It's a weird part that you know maybe. But I don't maybe want. Sh- yeah. What do you think? Maybe I get defensive when I hear that. I'm like, no, not. Not Papa King. Hey, they should just... Elu- <laughs> Not Papa you know, Steven. They should allude to it. Like, they defeat it. They're walking out. And and then, like, Ben's like, hey, maybe we should all uh, have sex with Beverly. Uh, and he like, would be the one to suggest that, too. And they're all like, what? And he's like, oh, uh... Just kidding. Just kidding. No, uh, you know what's weird? So I, I rewatched uh, the miniseries. <laughs> I rewatched the miniseries yesterday and watched it straight through. And when they're adults and they go in to fight um, Pennywise for the final time, uh, they make a point for uh, Eddie to be like, 
I'm a virgin. Like he, oh. he says that straight up in the mini, in the miniseries. There's there is a scene where he's like, I'm a virgin, and Richie's like, Well, I can't help you with that. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, Oh, and I'm like, Wait, you did they specifically write this bit of dialogue just to let us know that in no way did that orgy scene happen, even off screen oh. in this movie? Is that what that was? I thought that was uh, insinuating that Eddie was gay in the miniseries, and but. That's I mean, you can look also, at it that way as well, but right, it's which just, I've heard that's that what I thought of when I watched it last night. I was just like, oh, that's like, weird. Yeah, guys, that didn't happen. So yeah. Eddie confirmed it. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's no way in hell it's going to be in this remake. There's nah, just they're not. No they're not I mean, they're underage kids. Like, no one wants to see that. All I know <laughs> is I want Happy to no. wear a T-shirt that says, Take One for the Team by Taking the Team. Oh, God. <laughs> I yeah. This episode will be called Take One for the Team. Uh, now, I'm okay with that. You're okay with it. Beverly Marsh. Um, love you, Bev. Love you, Bev. I worry about you, We care. Bev. Get out of those sewers, kids. Well, listen. Uh, we're coming up to our, our ending here. Do you guys have any final thoughts, or should we want to wrap this up? Let's not no. do any more math yeah. on air. Yeah, no more, <laughs> no more live math. No more calculus or uh, what were we That's doing? That's the form that it takes in my life is like algebra one. Yeah, we keep calling it algebra. That was literally that was basic, basic totally basic. That was like, uh, like the most not basic. that hard. Okay, cool. So, recap. It trailers out. We love it. We're going to keep watching it. Uh, we're going to wait for more footage. We're going to be talking about it all summer. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we're excited. We're going to have a party when the movie comes out. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, yeah. We've got our contest going on Facebook, so go to facebook.com slash yeshavesomecast. Look for our post, any post about the contest. Share, like, like the page for multiple entries. Uh, thank you so much for uh, for participating. It's, it's awesome. And someone's mm-hmm. going to win a Lego Firehouse. Um, make sure we're, we're in the process of updating our website, so we did a little bit of a makeover today, but you can go to yeshavesomecast.com. And that's where you can read uh, Abigail Gardner. Uh, Not safe for work review. Her NSFW review of the <laughs> trailer. Uh, it's right there on the front. So, yes, have some cast.com. Uh, you can follow Abby on Instagram and Twitter at splash underscore mommy. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And then you can find Yes Have Some on Instagram and Twitter at YHS Podcast. So, we're, we're all yeah. over the place. We're trying to. Yep. Uh, hit all angles here. Yeah. Um, and we'll be in Orlando. We'll in be in Orlando weeks. in a couple weeks. We'll be doing some podcasting and uh, talking to people. and some stalking fun. of Mark Hamill. Star Wars. Star, Star Wars is like, uh, it's like its own thing. Like, you forget how much you love it, but we're going to be around lots of costumes, lots of super fans, and uh, we're going to be getting that Last Jedi trailer, which is... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whew. Whew. What do you guys think? I saw, I'm excited. There's a yeah. couple images coming out from like some of the uh, like packaging for toys and stuff, and I, all I know is Ray. she's letting that hair down. Ooh, the buns are out? <laughs> yeah, she's got her hair down. Oh, girl, she means business. She does. I want to see. She's going to take one for the team. Oh, Daisy. No, (laughs) not Daisy. (laughs) Cool. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you, everyone, for checking us out. Um, We're at episode 51. We could not be more excited to keep going, Mm -hmm. and uh, we have fun doing this every week. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. And uh, that's it. My name's Craig Goldberg. This Mm -hmm. is Abigail Gardner. This is Abigail Gardner. That's Jacob Walsh. Hey. Yep, that's me. This is Yes Have Some Podcast. That's me. And that's me. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, All right. Take one for the team. Bye, everyone. Good night. Bye, guys. Now listen to the beat.